Hi, Tuesday night, and we are live. Glad to, glad to be back. Had no power here at the uh, at the building, 13,000 South Tamiami Trail Foundation Church, Northport, Florida. As you know, we've been out because of Hurricane Ian hit the area, pretty much wiped off the planet, Inglewood, Florida, and heavily damaged where we are right now. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage, if not a million dollars worth of damage to our church building you see it now this is before the storm hit just so you know this is right before the power went off at our church building this is just literally if i was the point let's see uh that direction that's that door is right there next to me and that that atrium uh what do you call that right there not an atrium awning. and on that awning ended up blowing up onto the top of the building popped a hole into the ceiling uh, onto the roof and all this so anyway, lots and lots of damage. And like I said, that's not the hurricane right there. That's just before the power went out. And that's, uh, you know, and then what happened around uh, four o'clock in the morning, you can bring it back to me, around four o'clock in the morning, uh, we put on the hurricane shutters at our house and we pretty much had hurricane conditions for about 12 hours. Gusts, uh, in my opinion, I nobody has formally put out that we we're about two to three miles an hour short of a category five. We had gusts between 120 and 140 miles an hour at my house. My pool cage is gone. My house is pretty severely damaged with water damage. No flooding. The flooding pretty much went this way. The flooding was south, north port, south, and then the major wind damage and flooding. There's flooding everywhere. Was uh, north port, Venice, Inglewood, all that major wind damage. Pretty much a Cat 5 slammed into the state, uh, you know, right here at Southwest Florida. Really for the first time since the 1920s as a as a, a storm this severe hit this area but we're recovering we're getting things going uh we're off since last tuesday we had no power at the building uh until i wouldn't we get the power back last night so we're just able to do things now so of course we're not going to stay down all around me right now the church is under reconstruction and being torn down and built up all at the same time so it is what it is if you want to give give to us we'd appreciate it Give to Foundation Church. There it is. If you want to give to help us rebuild um, the building and to help people in our church with need, uh, in need, um, here we are. You know, just feel free to give, and we uh, will always welcome that. But lots of other things have been going on. Excuse me if I'm not exactly caught up. You can see how sunburned I am. I've been out hauling uh, debris off my yard for you know. There's trees down everywhere. Been hauling debris and and junk off of my yard for the last five days. So it is what it is. And we will recover, and we'll recover quickly. We'll be better than we've ever been before. I would never use the term build back better because it's puke-worthy right out of the World Economic Forum and Joe Biden's pie shoot, so I would never do that. But we will be way better than we were before, and we'll learn this time to stand in faith and pray these storms off. Whether you agree with me or not on that, doesn't matter. We should have prayed this storm off right out of Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Praise be. Listen to this now. Out of Ephesians chapter 1, verse, uh, verse 3. 
Now every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, thanks be to our God that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places has been given to us. We need to be able to rebuke wind and waves. You know, I've done it before. This time it didn't pan out. It has not shaken my faith. I stand in the word of God no matter what. And next time we'll rebuke this storm away from us. And I invite all of you to start standing in the word of God. And let's kick these storms out of Southwest Florida next time. You might think I'm a lunatic, but that's what the Bible says about storms. Jesus was telling them, why did I need to get up when you should have been steering that storm away from you and get that out of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Greater things, he says in John chapter 4, 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also in greater works than these he will do. So if Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves, we need to be doing the exact same thing. All right, let's focus on some Joe Biden stuff. I really am just catching up on what's been going on because um, I've had no internet, absolutely zero here at the church. We haven't had much. And at my house, I've had absolutely zero. And that's where my offices at my house now it's moved to the church because we have wi-fi here i still don't have wi-fi at my house because it snapped our wi-fi wire off of our little tower in the backyard so who knows when that'll be back we are on very long waiting list but we've been praying for god's favor to get restored all right joe biden tweet just had to set the tone for joe biden now after hurricane ian comes in and displaces i'm guessing because fort myers is huge naples is huge you come up the coast into into Port Charlotte, into Cape Coral, into Punta Gorda, then where we are, Northport, then you've got Inglewood, then you've got Venice. I'm assuming it's displaced somewhere in the neighborhood of over a million people. All the power has been off. People have lived. There's there's tons of houses right within walking distance of here that are done for forever. Businesses that are done for forever. Inglewood, Florida, which is basically my hometown. It's where I went to school, went to high school, went to middle school. It'll never be the same. Boca Grande, Florida will never be the same. Beautiful. These are beautiful beachfront communities. They'll never be the same. But while this is going on, and if you notice the date right here, today's the fourth, right? So right here, right in the midst of all this, Joe Biden puts this out. Now this just shows you. It, it shows you that this administration is way out of their element. They have, they have no social etiquette. They have no idea what they're doing. You have a cataclysmic disaster. And you need to remember something. Yes, this is the DeSantis state. Yes, Ron DeSantis will obliterate Charlie Crist on November 8th. We all know that. But it's still a four-point state. In other words, Donald Trump won the state of Florida by four points. So this is, you know, there's still, you know, there's now more Republican voters in Florida than there are by about 100,000 than there are Democratic voters. But this is still a very close state. And many of the people have been devastated by this hurricane because we all know he hates DeSantis. My last podcast was a week ago. And he refused at that time to even, and this was the day before the hurricane struck. At that point in the afternoon, he had still not even contacted Biden hadn't even contacted DeSantis yet. So yes, we all know Joe Biden hates Florida. Joe Biden hates DeSantis, but there's a, there is a, there's about 22, 23 million people. I don't know what the numbers are now post COVID because of all the New Yorkers that have moved here, all the Pennsylvanians that have moved here, all the people that ran from Cuomo that ran from Hochul that ran from Tommy Wolf and all the, and the Michiganders that have come down run, you know, 
uh, running from Gretchen Whitmer that have moved down here. So the state has swelled greatly. So I would the, you know, guesstimate pre-COVID, 21 million. Post-COVID, I'd say we're probably between 22 and 23 million people that live here. And But there's still a vast swath of these people that are Democrats. So I guess he doesn't care. And he posts a picture like this in the middle of one of the most cataclysmic, I've already seen a readout of this, that this may end up being the most expensive hurricane in the history of America. And Joe Biden puts this out in the middle of it. Get it, get in, folks. We're building a better America. Sitting in his Corvette that he wants to outlaw. You, you just see, I don't even, I, there's so many tributaries that I could go down in this. Let me, let me just bring this up real quick. As somebody who's been living off of a generator, <laughs> they're all laughing here because we've all been living off a generator with no air conditioning, no anything. And by the way, I, I've, I've actually liked it. It's been fine for me. It's pitch black everywhere you go. Can't flush your toilet, so you have to bring a bucket with you. Not to poop in, but to put the water in your toilet. Can't flush your toilets. Can't do, those do any of those things. The only way that anybody is surviving, and I don't mean life or death. I mean just daily life. Some of it's life and death. For the older folks that have to have AC, it's life and death. For those of the people that have to chill medicine, it's life and death. The only way to survive is gas power generated generators democratic idiots and here's the thing this is how you know which system is superior to the other whichever one has to come in and save the other's rear end that system is superior than the originating system in other words all of our uh, electric which is powered by fossil fuels however when all of that went out, but my, my power went out before the wind even blew. Gone. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock, two, it was actually 7.40, uh, Wednesday morning is when my power went out and it was blowing about 23 outside. Boom, my power's gone. And I didn't have power until four o'clock this afternoon. And I live, <laughs> they're all laughing here. And I was living off of a gas-powered generator with Trump sealing. Now, what if we were all in electric? What would we be doing? We'd all, we'd have nothing. You'd have nothing for days. For many people will be without power till around at least November 9th right now is what FPL is saying. And FPL has done a great job. And what, oh, cash only. Oh yeah, my producer Aaron just put this up. And in many, for the people who want to outlaw cash, you know how many people bought gas? Cash only gas stations because all the digital readers are down when the electric is gone. And the idiots on the left want everything to be, you know what, I don't wish ill, ill on anybody, including Democrats. But it would actually be funny if none of them were harmed just to be clear, idiots at Facebook algorithms. It would actually be funny to make Democrats live with that which they legislate and have a storm come in and knock out their electric and you get no gas. I would love to see that. And just remember, the superior system is the one that bails out the inferior system. So when the electric grid went out, Gas power came in. Now that seems a little bit contradictory because it's gas power that actually 
powers the electric grid. Nothing they say makes sense. So you got the moron sitting in the machine. He wants to outlaw saying, get in, folks. This is how stupid the left is. And it's and here's the thing. I'm an equal opportunity offender. It's how stupid people are that listen to the left. They tell you to mask, you mask. They tell you to lock down, you lock down. They tell you, you know what, we can do things in a more environmentally friendly way and you listen to them. Everything having to do with COVID has to do with leveraging you into, everything having to do with COVID, everything having to do with climate has to do with leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point, which will be a QR code to begin with and a mark on your forehead to end with. Fox News tweet, or a correction, Newsmax tweet. I don't know what this is. I didn't put this up, but I'll read it to you. This isn't something that I did, but I'll put it up here. Ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, Kentucky Rep. James Comer said impeachable offenses for President Biden, President Joe Biden, may be uh, contained within Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, this I don't know where this tweet came from because I didn't put it on the show, but somebody did. So I have no idea what this is about. So eventually, I guess we're going to find impeachable offenses. This is the Biden section of the show. Well, they'll find impeachable offenses on Hunter Biden's laptop, which really the focus of that would be, since we've gone down that tributary, it'll be more about the the unimpeachable offenses of Donald Trump that would have been proven in the Hunter Biden laptop that the people getting payoffs and the people colluding with foreign entities were actually the Biden crime family, whether it's James, whether it's Frank, whether it's Hunter, those are his brothers, James and Frank, his son, Hunter, or Joe Biden himself. I'm looking for the Fox News one. Do we have that, the national debt one? All right, here we go. That's the one I'm looking for. Put that one up there. Just letting you know, because I've been saying it now for a couple weeks, that we're on the precipice of going over $31 trillion. We are now $31 trillion. $12 more billion for Ukraine. You know, we're going we're gonna to put 12, Biden was just bragging last week, 12 more billion into some of the most stringent climate restrictions in history. 12 billion here, 12 billion there. And this is Republicans and Democrats, of course. They, you know, Donald Trump himself added somewhere in the neighborhood of $8 trillion to this debt. Most of it, though, was during the COVID stuff, which, by the way, I don't excuse him for. I'm voting for him again for president. I'm just telling you, I don't excuse him for that because that never should happen either. We spent $6 trillion under Donald Trump for a COVID response. What, what for? Did you get anything out of that? And this is how it went. Leave this up. This is how the debt went, in case you didn't know. In 1990... We were three, four hundred billion dollars in debt, somewhere in there. And there was economists saying we're going to go into a Great Depression because of it. We were three hundred billion dollars in debt, four hundred billion dollars in debt. By the time that Billy Clinton got out of office in 2000, we were one trillion dollars in debt, one trillion. And just always try to remember the numbers because it's really unfathomable. You can't you can't really grasp it. But remember the numbers. What is a trillion? A trillion is a thousand millions. So you have a thousand millions times 31. Think about that. One trillion is a thousand millions. And that's how much we are in debt right now. $31 trillion in debt. And and what Joe Biden just passed is basically his new green deal, the Inflation Reduction Act, that does absolutely nothing, according to the Congressional Budget Office, does absolutely nothing to reduce inflation. 
is another multi-billion dollar omnibus spending package. And why are these people doing this? Why are they doing it? So they personally profit, so that their contributors personally profit, and that they gain wealth, privilege, popularity, so they get reelected over and over again. See, we were never supposed to have people making a career out of being a politician. See this idiot right here to our left, to my left. He has been in office. He never has had a job in his life. Never, never had a job in his life unless he had it as a, as a teenager. He's never had a job. He has been a Senator since he's been in his twenties. He is 50 something years in. He's 79 years old. Do you think he has any concept of anything outside of parading himself like a Looney tune sitting in his stupid 1950 something Corvette? The man has no idea how to conduct life. I want, it really is this way. And probably Janet Yellen right next to him is not much different. These people don't know how to even put gas in their car. I mean, I, they probably the most simplistic things. They don't know what it means to get ready for work in the morning. These people have never worked a day in their life. They don't understand, understand expense reports, profits and earnings, income, outcome. They don't understand. Literally, they don't understand anything. These are the people who are our leaders. They really don't understand anything. Understand that. And that's why you hear from Democrats and Republicans. And when I say Republicans, I mean rhinos. And some people who aren't even considered to be rhinos are rhinos because you'll hear them say, well, you know, this latest spending package will not. How many times have you heard this? This latest, latest spending package will not add a single dollar, not a single dollar to our deficit or debt. And remember the difference between deficit and debt. Deficit is what we spend over our tax income every year. If you printed money, you'd go to federal prison for a decade. If you got caught counterfeiting money, a singular offense, you're going to federal prison for a decade. But guys like this and Treasury Secretary Yellen sitting right next to him, the Federal Reserve, which is a private entity, basically sponsored and subsidized by the federal government, they got quite the racket going on there. They print money endlessly. And then, the, and then the Federal Reserve also buys back the debt. And we are $31 trillion in debt from people who could not balance their own checkbook. The deficit is what we spend. We bring in about 4 to $5 trillion every year in tax dollars. You'd think we'd all be able to get by on that. And here, here's my thing. You know what I'm hoping? Don't let me forget deficit, guys. What I'm hoping is I have dragged out probably a couple tons worth of debris out to the road. My pine trees, my pepper, everything's, everything's obliterated. When y'all, 12 hours worth of 140 mile an hour winds mixing a few tornadoes blows your neighborhood to pieces. I learned that the hard way. I've dragged out all this debris out to my, and I'm just hoping for the first time in my life, the federal freaking government actually does something for me. I have been paying taxes now, and I'm not looking for anything. I'm just saying, you know, I'm wondering if it's actually going to pay off. I've been paying taxes since I was 16 years old. I'm 54 now. I've paid taxes the entire time. I'm an honest man. I pay taxes. Don't try to don't try to obfuscate my taxes. Don't try to you know scrimp or be you know cheat or lie. Nothing. I pay my taxes. Period. 
I'm hoping they come and pick up the debris. Who knows if they will because Joe Biden hates Florida. Because he hates DeSantis because DeSantis equals competence. DeSantis has actually had a job before. He's actually has actually worked a job. So the deficit spending is what they put in a in a in a by the way, they haven't even done a budget for years now. Started with started with Obama. Whenever the Democrats actually run Congress, they don't actually do budgets. They just ask for the debt ceiling to be raised year after year after year. But deficit is what we spend over the tax dollars that are brought in. So we'll bring in about $5 trillion. We're bringing in record tax dollars this year. It's strange, isn't it? With such a crappy economy. Why is that? Why are we bringing in? Well, let's see. Let's see if we can figure out why it is we're bringing in record tax dollars in a crappy economy. Well, it's because Joe Biden raised taxes. No, no, he said he said he wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody over anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars. Funny, my taxes went up. I don't make four hundred thousand dollars a year. I think probably everybody in this room, their taxes have gone up this year. And if they didn't go up specifically on income, it certainly has inflation has certainly raised, given us a tax increase, so to speak. But we're going to have record. We're going to have about five trillion dollars bringing. Joe Biden is spending just under seven trillion. So there's another $1.6, $1.7 trillion on top of that 31 that hasn't been counted yet. That's, that's, that's what we are. That's where we, and they're going about to, it's about to come up. It's all going to come to a head in a couple of weeks. You're going to see it as we draw to the end of the fiscal year. Congress is going to battle each other and they're going to come up with the debt ceiling. Republicans will stall and eventually cave. The Freedom Caucus are real Republicans. Everybody else is a poop show. That's all they are. Freedom Caucus, the Jim Jordans of the world, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, Lauren Boebert's of the world. I can name a few others. Well, you're not Senate. The Freedom Caucus, the Freedom Caucus are legitimate, are legitimate uh, conservatives. But the rest of them, you know, you, you get into uh, Elise Stefanik. Is she? I, it's hard to tell. You love them one second, they do something galactically stupid and vote for red flag laws the next. Matt Gates is legit. People like that, all in the Freedom Caucus. They're legit people. But who knows? So that's it. So what they do is add to the debt and the deficit every single time while saying, every single budget, every time they go to the platform and they are saying, that they're not adding a single dollar to the debt or deficit, understand they are bold-faced lying whether they're a Republican or a Democrat. And who's more at fault? Obviously, the Democratic Party, who will never cut anything. We don't need to spend... The, the amount of money that is spent in this country on absolutely ridiculous things is obscene. I'll have to bring in another list and go over some of those things when, when it gets released again. All right, let's go to this one here. Uh, Curtis Oak video, is that where we're at? Okay, I've been talking a long time. All right, Curtis Oak video. Here's it's it's actually titled Ducey Time. Here's here's um, Peter Ducey asking Corinne Jean Pierre about gas prices. Play for me. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have de dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. And Putin's war uh, has uh, 
increase gas prices at the pump. We have seen that over the past several months. And what the president was able to do, uh, he took some historic steps when you think about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and making sure that he, we were able to do everything that we can to bring that cost down uh, for American families, give them a little bit more of a break. I'm not going to torture you. That, that literally, listen to Karine Jean-Pierre read off of her pre, uh, pre-planned talking points or laminated talking points in her binder. I think I would choose waterboarding. I think, I, honestly, I think I would choose waterboarding over having to listen to that woman speak for five minutes using her, pre, or her pre-planned talking points in her laminated uh, binder. Here's the real reason why you saw gas prices go down. Play it for me. Gas prices. I know I got criticized for going in the stockpile. Right? Well, guess what? Gas prices are down $1.30 a gallon. But are they now down a dollar? Nope, nope. About five, six states, all of which are Democrat states, Washington. uh, I remember off the list, Washington and Michigan. They're going through the roof. Why? Because exactly what Joe Biden just said. Always remember that oil slash gas prices, whether it's oil, gas, coal, natural gas, it doesn't matter. They are all based, all the profits are not based on consumers, what consumers are doing now. They're based on what is called futures. What it will cost in the future to produce produce that gas. And with Joe Biden shutting down, uh, obviously, the XL, Keystone XL pipeline shut down from Canada. Got that? That's 800,000 barrels a day. 800, get the, I mean, just get, conceptualize these things. $31 trillion in debt. Each trillion is 1,000 millions. 880,000 barrels a day was being, that's now no longer there. Now, what did they do instead? Be, all these climate activists, climate change activists, instead of Piping it down the pipeline, which causes no CO2 emissions whatsoever, they're putting it on trains, and they're putting it on trucks, and they're shipping it in from Venezuela. There is nothing dirtier for our planet than shipping it or putting it on diesel-powered trucks. That's how, that's how it shows you. It's never been about your health when, the, when it comes to COVID. It's never been about the climate when it comes to climate change activism. So Joe Biden admits it publicly. The only reason why gas prices went down is because he raided, he pillaged, he fikinged the strategic oil reserve, which is at its lowest place since night. It's at low, its lowest amounts, lowest amounts of, 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 of barrels since the early 80s. That's what Joe Biden has just pillaged it. All it did was create a false market. Now, as soon as that runs out, and it will run out at the end of this year, it's running out now. Because you can only take it down so many so far, allegedly. I don't know, maybe a Democrat. What are the Olympian reaches of their stupidity? I don't know. What, is, what, what are the Olympian reaches of their cognitive dissonance? I don't know. But he may, so he may run it down to zero so that he somehow looks good on November 8th or maybe he thinks he'll be reelected. The only reason why gas prices went, most of you were seeing them around five to seven dollars. The only reason why I went back into the low fours or even high threes is because he raided the strategic oil reserve. That that does nothing for the oil market because the oil market is based in futures. Futures being leased land. 
Will that leased land produce us oil? Will that leased land produce us coal? Will that leased land produce us natural gas? We have a Saudi Arabia that's located in Pennsylvania. United States, we have a Saudi Arabia located in Alaska. We have a Saudi Arabia located in North Dakota. That's not even naming Texas, but we're not developing any of that. And as soon as the strategic oil reserve orgy is over, then the prices come in for the futures. Now, what will the oil companies do? We have nowhere to go. We, all the leases have been shut down because they don't want them drilling for oil because they don't want you to have internal combustions engines. And like I just said, try having no gas-powered engines after a natural disaster that we've all been through right here in Northport, Florida. This is legit now. 150-mile-an-hour winds just blew us away. And you have no gas-powered engines. Think about that. And that's what they want to do. And they think that they're going to do that by, by, by reducing the ability or even shutting off the ability of oil companies being able to drill for oil, being able to mine for coal or drill for natural gas. That's the plan. Why? To leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Having you all move into urban centers where you, you, were, you were completely and totally reliant on mass transit, which is powered by electric, which is powered by a grid, which is powered by the federal government. That's the plan. Well, no, these are private companies. Private, you think these are private companies subsidized by the federal government, giving you given an ESG score, environmental social governance score? No, it's all about control, leveraging you in a one world commerce system. And the only way for you to get on that mass transit train in the city that you hate, that you've been forced to move into, is a QR code on your phone, on a card, or on your forehead. Book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18. Revelation, chapter 14, 9 through 16. Read those, read those verses. That's the plan. It's the Antichrist spirit. That's the purpose behind it all. But just rudimentary politics, all Joe Biden did was flood the zone. It's no different than flooding the zone with cash, which causes inflation. This is the opposite. You flood the zone with product, then you have less cash chasing product, which inflation is too much cash for, uh, chasing not enough product. What Joe Biden did was the reverse, which caused the lower, lower, the lowering of prices. He put out more products, so you had less cash. He had, you had you had plenty of cash chasing product. That's all that happened. That's why it went down. It's going to change because then because he's not producing any more oil. So when the strategic oil reserve flood is over, then you're. I mean, I'm talking about overnight. Overnight, now, I've been right just about everything, and it's not. It's not that I'm some genius. It's just that I immerse myself in the political doings of this country. So anybody can see it. And by the way, I just listen to people like Dan Bongino, Steve Cortez, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro. I listen to these people, these, these pragmatic economists. This is what I get my information from. This, the moment that the raid on the strategic oil reserve stops, you will see if you're at $4 now, it'll go to 6 Watch. This is going to happen. This is why we have to, we, and a lot of people, it's not going to be a red wave. It's going to be a red trickle. Listen, if it's not a red wave on November 8th, which I believe it's going to be, our country is in grave, grave 
danger. I never believe anything is over because my God's bigger than country. However, it's not over for the Christian. My citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, Philippians 3.20. However, we have to have a red wave because we have to stop this. You cannot be $31 trillion of debt. This will come calling. It will. It's going to come calling. And all we have to do to, to take it down is pass balanced budget amendments and it go down. All right, where am I at, guys? Benny Johnson video? All right, new code. We just whenever one of these pops up, I just have to show it to you. It's kind of off topic. It's just another uh, Kamala Harris equity equity word salad. Play it for me. So let's deal with that disconnect, which we also refer to as disparities, because we see that people in our country are having an experience that is not equal. And that's why we talk about equity, because we recognize not everybody starts out on the same base. They don't start out in the same place, even though they have the same God-given capacity. So when we talk about the work we are doing here together, it is recognizing that and being guided by this principle of what we must do in the spirit and in the interest of equity. Speaking of torture, I mean... Is it worse to have to listen to Corrine Jean-Pierre talk about her I mean, having her preordained talking points in her laminated binder in her folder? I mean, her laminated slides in her binder. Is that more of a torture than listening to Kamala Harris babble on? on this? Who writes her speeches? Or is she just, I mean, if she's just off the cuff, she's an incredibly dumb person. And incredibly ill-informed. She's both stupid and ignorant. Stupid means you know better and go ahead and do it anyway. Ignorant just means you're galactically uninformed. But which one is actually worse, Kareem Jean-Pierre or Kamala Harris? I don't know. I honestly don't know. This was actually a little section of the show. I forgot to tell you the title. Well, This is actually a little section. I had Kamala first. This is just a section of the show that I labeled stupid. Now, here's Joe Biden. And let me just let me just lay this out for you now. Joe Biden, well, you know, I'll, I'll play the video, then I'll explain it, and then maybe we'll come back to the video. Play it for me. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I think she should have be here to help make this a reality. Now, first of all, we could go, we could go on and on about Joe Biden's inability to talk right there, and that's the leader of the free world, with his hand on the nuclear button. We could go on and on. He can, the man cannot put out a coherent sentence. And I do not like attacking people for their sicknesses, illnesses, disease, or infirmities. And I actually stay off of Biden a lot when it comes to that. I still criticize him on it because th- that's what you have to do. If they're going to put this man in office, then they're, gonna be, then they're open for criticism. So the man can't even speak. But what is he doing right there? He says, Jackie, where's Jackie? Who's he talking about? And notice it's not hunger, nutrition, and health conference. That's Congresswoman Jackie Walarski. She was dead a month and a half before this speech. This speech from him was September 28th, so about six days ago. She's been dead since August 3rd. The President of the United States, with his finger on the nuclear button, has the nuclear codes every day in his possession does not know that a Democratic member of Congress is dead. She died in a car crash 
a month and a half before this speech. And not only that, but right before Nimrod takes the stage, they did a tribute to her. (laughs) They did a video tribute to Jackie Wolarski. God rest her soul. She died in a car crash a month and a half before the speech. And then they do a video tribute to her. I'm not, I'm talking about seconds before Biden goes on the stage and then he's asking for her. Where's Jackie? Play it for me. You think she what Joe? Uh, Joe, she's dead and was dead since August 3rd. And it's September 28th when you're making this speech. That's the modern Democratic Party. And all the Christians do what the Democratic Party tells you to do because they're the experts. The Democratic Party is the NIH. The Democratic Party is the CDC. The Democratic Party is the FDA. And they're the ones who told you to lock your churches down. They're the ones who pimped and hoard the vaccines that you as Christians, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there's always a few people that are watching that need to hear it, whether they, whether they like it or not. I'm not here to tell you what you want. I'm here to tell you what you need. And the very same people, I can't stand Democrats. You wore a mask for a year and a half alone in your car. You're a pastor and you pimped and hoard vaccines from your pulpit, calling them a gift from God. These are the exact same people. These are the... This is a man. This is the Democratic Party. He doesn't even know that this congresswoman's been dead for a month and a half. They have absolutely no idea what they're talking about, and Christians take them. Well, no, I would never take my marching orders from some Democratic policy. You do all the time. You do what the FDA tells you to do, the NIH tells you to do, the NIAID, Anthony Fauci, tells you to do, the FDA tells you to do. And you're taking orders. Understand there is no delineation between those outfits and the Democratic Party and the World Economic Forum. None. None. There is no difference between them at all. They are one and the same. They are a five-headed snake. That's all that they are. Speaking of some other Democratic Party slash Biden issues, insider paper tweet, breaking U.S. and South Korea militaries fired four missiles after North Korea launched missile that overflew Japan. So let's keep that in mind for just a second. Go to the next one for me. We'll just have it ready. So why did this happen? Well, we had Kamala Harris. Now this happened. Five, you had South Korea, uh, North Korea, Kim Jong-un, launching missiles for the first time in five years. What, what, what's strange? What, what happened? It's, I mean, what has changed? It's just like, you know, it's, it's weird. You have all these people suddenly dropping dead. What happened? I mean, we have sudden adult death syndrome. What, what is the new variable? Let's just say, what's the new variant? What's the, well, we have these vaccines, and suddenly people are just dropping dead, including high school football players all around the United States, just dropping dead. They're 14 dead. So what's the variable here? So strange, because five years ago, so it's 2022, so let's say five years ago, so October 2017, oh, let's see. Who was El Presidente then? That's when it all stopped. For five years, when Trump took office, 
In February of 2017, Trump took office, Kim Jong-un fired like one more off, and then he had five years of doing absolutely nothing because he was terrified. Now you send Kamala Harris, who doesn't know how to fight her way, her way out of a wet paper sack, can't balance her own checkbook, can't drive her own car. She couldn't figure out word jumbles out of a kindergarten coloring book. She has no, she's way out of her element. She can't put together a coherent speech. She pronounces her own name different all the time. And but she's sent over to the border, the DML, the DMZ between North Korea and South Korea. And then lo and behold, less than a week later, one week later, Kim Jong-un starts firing missiles over Japan again. Now here's here this is this is great because it's RNC research video. Kamala Harris, the United States shares a shares an alliance with North Korea. This is who this is who's in office right now. Play it for me. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Strange. I didn't know we had a strong and enduring, important alliance with Kim Jong-un. Strange. I, I didn't know that. But now we do. These are the people in charge. This is why you don't put masks on your face. This is why you don't lock down your churches and do what the Democrats tell you to do because they'll put Kamala Harris in charge. Now here she is again. She's at the DM, She's at the demilitarized zone. Now this is the woman who's next in line for the nuclear codes and the nuclear button. Play it for me. It's not going to be to actually your own eyes, and it's so close. It's it's fifty meters away. Now. That's yeah, that's right. North Korea at the wood line. That's it. In fact, I talked about one of the dismounted patrols. We have one that's going to be departing today, in fact, just after you visit here to Opiolet. And I'd like to take an opportunity to introduce you to some of our soldiers that will be executing that dismounted patrol. I'd like that. Okay. So you have a woman who's vice president of the United States sitting at the border I, I mean, I, I don't, I can, I can barely get this out. Sitting at the, standing at the border with binoculars, the demilitarized zone is like 50 yards. And she's marveling at how close the border is. You're at the border. How close would the border be if you're at the border? Oh, I see, this is what I mean. These people have never existed a day. All she did was get on her back, heels up for downtown Willie Brown, mayor of San Francisco. That's all she did. And it launched her. <laughs> her launched her political career. And now she's at the border of South and North Korea saying, wow, the border looks close. You're standing on it, moron. That'd be like me going to the Georgia-Florida line and going, wow, Georgia's close. That's why you don't put masks on your face. 
It's why you don't value. This is, listen, this is why you don't treat a 99.9% survival virus as a 99.9% unsurvival virus because you're afraid of the societal consequences of not treating it that way. They'll come down on me. They'll call me names. Suffer the names. Stand in the truth or you end up with idiocy. If you sow into idiocy, you will reap idiocy. If you sow into lies, you end up with the Biden crime family liar in chief in office. It's why you have to, well, people will think that I lack compassion. If I don't vax, if I don't mask, if I don't close down my job, I don't care what people think. Truth is truth. What people think doesn't matter. Let God be true and every man a liar, Romans 3, 4. That's what you do. You stand in what's true. That's 99.9% of survival virus. Masks don't do anything. Vaccine doesn't do anything. Lockdowns don't do anything. Don't sit there and act like they do so that you get by in life. You end up with this. And all, all, if any Christians are watching and you can't stand the Bidens, understand that if you vaxxed, if you masked, if you locked down, I don't care for what period of time you put them in office because you validated the need for a fraudulent election. They're only in office because of election fraud. When everyone, we can't go vote in person, can't go vote in person because we got the Rona out there. Terrified of the, that's why. And so you had Zucker boxes in every urban center in America. You had, you, you had, you had the Democratic Party printing press as they shut down the count at one o'clock in the morning. Pennsylvania, I go to bed. President Trump is up by 800,000 votes. I get up in the morning, he's up by 1,200. How did they, then they, that's after they shut down counting. How did he gain, how did he lose, how did he lose those numbers when they weren't counting? That's why you don't do it. I saw the Christians, but I'm, I, I just don't understand why people get, so, are these alleged Christians, allegedly even strong Christians. I don't understand why people are so upset about people masking because it's a lie, Christian. You ever read Revelation chapter one, verse eight? But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You strap on a mask for what? It's going to prevent people. You're lying. I'm, and listen, I know some of you, you had to go into a store. You had to go to a doctor's appointment. I wore a mask twice because I had to go visit people in the hospital. Not for COVID either. And she has, by the way, no time for the southern border. Kamala Harris has no time for the southern border. But we, using our taxpayer dollars, and literally I mean, a trip like that, millions of dollars. Millions for her, $31 trillion in debt, for her to fly over, put put binoculars on her face and go, look how close the border is that I'm standing on. No time at all. And then one week later, the missiles start again. That's why you don't put a mask on your face. The missiles wouldn't have ever started if Donald Trump was in office right now. Vladimir Putin wouldn't be in Ukraine right now if Donald Trump was in office. That's why Christians. That's why conservatives. When you get marching orders from Democratic Party institutions, NIH, CDC, FDA, NIAID, World Health Organization. When you get marching orders from those people, these are the pro-abortionists. You think they have any sort 
of medical acumen about them at all? Acumen at all? When you, when they, they're out for the health of humanity when they butcher inside and outside of the womb 41.2 million babies. You, you're going to take your medical advice from them? Speaking of the border, here's the two, two parts from a Jesse Waters clip that came out right before the podcast tonight. Him outlining really what's going on at the southern border, mixing it in with some sex trafficking stuff. Two clips, Aaron, you can play them right in a row. Just play that first one for me, Jesse Waters. We start tonight with a Fox News alert. A Border Patrol agent has just shot and killed an illegal immigrant. According to Bill Malugin, the migrant was in custody when he went for an agent's gun at Border Patrol's El Paso sector. This was reportedly in self-defense. This wasn't the only major shooting today at the border, though. A member of the National Guard committed suicide while on border duty in Eagle Pass, Texas. The southern border is becoming a war zone. Foreign nationals dressed in camouflage are scaling barriers and sprinting into the country. Biden's open border and the suction of sanctuary cities have created a conveyor belt of illegals from Central and South America. New York City, already reeling from a homeless crisis that they're responsible for, are unable to absorb the thousands of illegals arriving by bus and plane. All the money for affordable housing was stolen by crooks who run nonprofits, so the mayor decided to build a tent city in a working-class neighborhood. The residents weren't thrilled. I'm concerned with my safety. It's all single, and I'm hearing it's going to be mostly male. So that worries me. Why not house them elsewhere? They take our money and they do whatever they want with it. By right, they don't belong here. They're, They're illegals. Because of the spotlight put on this tent city, thanks to you, it's now being moved. Where's it going? It's going to Randall's Island in AOC's district. Randall's Island, a tiny island off the east side of Manhattan, is home to the city's insane asylum, its waste treatment facility, and fields for kids to play sports on. So naturally, it's the perfect place to build a tent city for thousands of illegal aliens. So it's clear to see the illegals are viewed as servants by the Democrats. They're opening the border for the help. These aren't asylum seekers. These are just waiters and field hands for a party that fought a civil war to keep their slaves. Last night, we showed you exclusive video of a plane filled with migrants being left at Orange County Airport in Montgomery, New York. No one knew they were coming. The local police were unprepared. Biden was clearly trying to sneak them in. But this is nothing new for the Biden team. I mean, they do this all the time. Late Friday evening, police pulled over one of the buses leaving the airport, and the bus was carrying 50 teens from Guatemala and Venezuela. Migrants, mostly teenage girls. The plane came from Texas, but nobody really knew where they were headed. Police then boarded the bus to find out what the hell was going on. And Primetime spent the last 24 hours investigating the situation, and there is a web of human trafficking in play, sanctioned by the U.S. government with a lot of money changing hands. The group moving these migrants is known as MVM Inc. They're one of several NGOs that contracts with the feds to transport unaccompanied migrant kids across the country through the sponsor process. And it looks like moving migrants is good business. MVM signed a deal with Homeland Security for $136 million last year. So it's our tax dollars that are funding the human trafficking. And the process is a recipe for disaster. The Biden administration's already lost 20,000 kids. Lost them. Most likely at the hands of sex traffickers. 
Let's go over this now. So at our border, we've had an illegal shot. The most dangerous border on the planet is the United States southern border. Isn't that strange? The most dangerous border on this planet. You're most likely to die at our, or be criminally uh, assaulted at our border. The United States of America. Not, Afghans, not Afghanistan, Pakistan. Not Pakistan, India. Not Afghanistan, China. Not Ukraine, Russia, where all the money's going. It, Trump, Trump wanted $8 billion for the wall. $8 billion for the wall. And we are now sending, just in our latest installment, $12 billion more dollars to Volodymyr Zelensky. World Economic Forum actor. So you had an illegal shot there by uh, borders uh, by the by the uh, by the Border Patrol, CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, the shot and dead allegedly a justified shooting. He also had a National Guardsman commit suicide stationed at the border. So things are working out really well for the people who believe in post-birth abortions, where everybody dies with Democrats. Everybody dies with the Democrats. That's what they want. They can't get you in the womb. They'll get you out the womb. They want, they want as many people to die as they possibly, you know, if, whether it's COVID, which they created, whether it's the vaccine, which they created, which is lockdowns, which they created, whether it's a mask that they created, all the vaccine adverse effects, everybody dies. That's what the Democrats want. And then they'll call you a murderer because they're projecting onto you that which they are. The second part of the, the second part of the video. So they pull over a bus. So Biden flies in illegals. And this bus, strange bus. But why would a bus get pulled over by the cops? Now, I was a cop for 25 years. I, I've never pulled over a bus. Now, why would they have pulled over a bus? There had to be something very suspicious about it. Why is this bus floating around the community at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? I'm guessing. There had to be something very suspicious. And there was. Very suspicious about this bus. And when you pull them over... And you actually go in there, and loyal, there's 50 illegal migrants, legal aliens, all girls. Strange. It's very, very strange. Isn't that odd? Where, where's dad? Where's mom? Where's brother? Where's uncle? Where's aunt? No, they're all teenage girls. And I know there was, it wasn't all, it was mostly, but basically all, and probably, and probably the only males there were their pimps. Just brought in, it's, pulled, it's very strange. Law enforcement doesn't pull over Greyhound-looking buses. They don't. Just trust me on that. I'm, I've never been, I'm 25 years, lots of traffic stops, I'm telling you. None, not one of us ever pulled over a bus. So they, they pull over this bus, and there's 50 girls in there. 50 girls. Why would, they, why would this be? And this is all sponsored by Joe Biden. By the DNC, by the Democratic Party. This was not happening during Donald Trump's administration. You're like, well, no, there was some illegal immigration. Yeah, there was, a, there was illegal immigration. Not last year, there was basically none. He had shut it down with the Remain in Mexico policy and, and vast swaths of the wall being put in place. So there really wasn't much. And, 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 and Donald Trump's last year in office, it was like a, a maybe there was less than a million and, and and Joe Biden, after two years, will have five million that will cross the border after his two years, first two years in office. But fifty girls in this bus, so very strange. Law enforcement pulls them over, and these and these people that are trafficking in these girls are NGOs, which is non-governmental organization, which by the way means 
They are a governmental organization. So you get these NGOs, this name, this one namely being NVM Inc., which just got a governmental contract to traffic in teenagers for $136 million. $136 million from your taxpayer dollars, my taxpayer dollars, goes to a governmental agency called NVM Inc., which for some reason had isolated a bunch of teenage girls on a bus in the middle of the night. If you heard the beginning part of the second part of the video, the second, the beginning of the second video, this, the planes are flying in. Nobody's ever notified. This is one of Ron DeSantis's biggest beefs. Is nobody ever actually tells anybody that these planes are flying in at two o'clock and they just fly in. I mean, it's a little airport prop plane loading up on buses. I mean, this is very strange activity. Would you not agree? Why would you as a Democratic Party be flying people or the Biden administration be flying illegals all over the country in planes? Allegedly, you, nobody else is allowed to even enter this country without a vaccination. We're one of the very few countries left on the planet where you even even Trudeau has opened up his kind on October 1st. You're allowed to go into Canada without a vaccination. We're sweet. You still can't here. Still can't. But we can fly all these non-vaccinated illegal migrants, namely teenage girls all over the globe. And Biden has already lost. Joe Biden has already lost 20,000 underage migrants. I mean, uh, you know. It's all conspiracy. These these human trafficking and these pedophile rings. It's all. Well, where are twenty thousand kids? Where? How do you how do you lose twenty thousand kids when you've been in office for what twenty months? He's averaging losing a thousand kids a month. They're gone, off the planet, gone. Nobody can find twenty thousand people. Wonder where they are. Anybody, anybody have any guesses where these kids might be? Any idea where they might be? Remember when they called Alex Jones a conspiracy theorist when it came to Epstein's Island? Remember that? I wonder where all these kids are. I wonder where all these thousands, I mean, we, I've covered it on this show, but it's all, it's, you know, this brings up an interesting point. When we first started this podcast in March of 2020, and I asked my producer, Aaron, my, son's, my son Tommy's running the slides, my wife's in here too, She's the one that's typing up for responses on Facebook and social media. Remember, we used to run. When I look this way, I'm looking at them. You remember, we used to run those stories of those mass child rescuing operations. Remember that FBI along with local jurisdictions? And the FBI was actually finding what what's happened. And we would get we would actually have these articles that I would show in, in, in pictures and everything else. They'd have these operations, these task forces, and they'd locate 174 kids, 200 kids, 38 over here. For, what? It's strange that since Joe Biden has taken office, I haven't seen one of those articles. Weird, isn't it? I mean, we, now, he is transporting young Guatemalan preteens and teenagers, he is doing that. We, we got that down. But I've not seen a multi-jurisdictional task force operation where they found hundreds of kids. Not, not since Biden's taken off. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I certainly would have seen it. 
As, as sadly, as sad as this is, I, I spent a whole lot of time looking. And I haven't seen it, but we, so we've gone from Trump administration, we actually had the FBI doing something valid for once in their lives beyond, besides being the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. They're actually doing something. And he also had local law enforcement and these multi-jurisdictional task forces finding dozens and dozens and hundreds of kids who have dis- disappeared. What, how do you even find them? And now we have the Biden administration that has traded that in for busing illegal teenage girls in the dead of night in such a suspicious fashion that local law enforcement pulls them over. Strange, isn't it? Real Mac report video. Here's what Governor DeSantis says about some Biden policies. Play it for me. And uh, we've had four looters that were arrested, uh, I guess, a couple days ago. And, and they need to be brought to justice. And we're not going to tolerate it. But, you know, three of the four are illegal aliens. And so these are people that are foreigners. They, they're illegally in our country. And not only that, they try to loot and ransack in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, they should be prosecuted, but they need to be sent back to their home country. They should not be here at all. So here at the onset of the devastation of Ian, you have some looting issues, right? And three out of the first four people caught for looting in the state of Florida are illegal aliens. That's the Biden administration for you. Now let's pivot here. I want to go to New York City and spend a few moments in New York City. Now here's a Benny Johnson video. I'm going to let it play and just you develop your own thought processes towards what I'm about to show you. Play it for me. We have a brand. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not, Kansas doesn't have a brand. (laughs) (laughs) When you go there, okay, you're from Kansas. (laughs) No. Well, you know what? (laughs) But New York has a brand. It has a brand. What a condescending, goofy, stupid man. Oh, you can't say that. Listen, I'll say, I don't, it doesn't matter to me that he's black. Doesn't matter if he's white. Doesn't matter that he's a woman. Doesn't matter if he's a Latino. Doesn't matter if he's a white man, a black man. Doesn't matter. He's an ignoramus. We have a brand. Really? Now I decided. What is their brand? Since they have a brand, and podunk hick people like me, smelly Walmart shoppers, like me, we don't have a brand. I guess here in Northport, Florida, we don't have a brand. But they have a brand in New York City. So let's play our videos and we'll show you all their modern videos that are coming out of New York that brand New York City. Play the first one for me. Hey, stop! 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 H
Tell me to take a chill pill. Tell me, tell me, say the word chill pill. Oh. Say the word chill pill. Oh. Oh. Aaron, see if you can get a still photo because that was the guy's, it's the girl's girl boyfriend standing right next to him, right? Now I'm gonna do some relationship counseling now. I'm pa- you know, I pastor this church right here, Foundation Church, right where I'm sitting, right now. And I just want to give you some relationship advice. And by the way, you're already welcome. I know that you're very thankful for that. But if you are, see me get a pic of the girl. They, oh yeah, right there, that one you had right there. That'll work. That'll kind of work. But. Yeah, that'll work, Aaron. Put that one on there. There's the girl that gets hit right there in the purple shirt. Now, right there in the green hat is her boyfriend. See him? Right there. That's her boyfriend. Now, if you're dating, this is the relationship advice. If you're dating a guy who lets you just endure, A, being fronted up by a man screaming in your face, A, and B, Punching you in the face. First of all, why didn't he stop it? Second of all, after he hits your girlfriend in the face, why didn't he do something about it? Here it is. Free rate relationship advice. Don't date that guy. And back to this is so far. So we're branding now because Eric Adams says New York has a brand. Kansas doesn't have a brand. We've got a brand as he is. He is literally like a person who's on the deck of the Titanic. It's already filling up full of water and canting heavily to the left. And he's still looking for an ice cream. What's going on with what's going on with the ice cream shop? He is so blind. Everybody else is putting on life preservers, lowering the lifeboats. And he's still looking for a cocktail. That's how galactically stupid the modern Democratic Party is. And again, we can say they're dumb all we want, but did you take their medical advice? Are you taking their climate advice? Because all of that stuff is to leverage you into a one world commerce system where you will live like this. That's what they want. Eric Adams, when Eric Adams has bodyguards, has AR-15s all around him, jacked dudes all around. He's untouchable. You and I, however, will be on the train with this guy. Let's go. Play the next one for me.
So I guess, you know, you, you talk about, you know, especially when you're trying to gain popularity on like you know, social media or whatever, you've got to have branding. So I just wanted to, he said that they have a brand in New York. Nobody else does, but in NYC, they've got a brand, a city that's been dominated by liberals now for decades. Of course, you've had, you had, you had Mayor Giuliani come in and there's very low crime. And even after that. Bloomberg rode his coattails, and they actually did broken windows policing where everybody gets arrested. But that's all been long since lost with de Blasio and now Eric Adams. I honestly didn't think, and I have to congratulate Eric Adams on this. I honestly didn't think it could get worse in New York City than it was under de Blasio. I mean, I, did, I honestly didn't. But Eric Adams has ushered in a whole new era of New York State, where it has actually become, remember the movie with Kurt Russell, Escape from New York? It is really, it, my wife just answers out loud in the studio. It really is like that. I mean, it, it, the crime is like that. It really, the murder rate in New York City, since Eric Adams has taken over, is up 25%. Violent crime is up 40%. And he does press conferences in his $2,000 suits and talks about the greatness of New York, the branding of New York. I had some people come up to me recently telling me that they're going to New York. I'm like, you can't get, in a, you can't get into a restaurant there. You don't have a vax card. You don't have a vaccine passport. That's New York. Every single democratic utopian principle and legislation and concept has been enacted in that city. And look at where it is now. Now, here's the explanation behind it all. Play it for me, Tommy. To come together and deal with this fight. We are on the same page. There is a reason they call me the Biden of Brooklyn. <laughs> There's a reason they call me the Biden of Brooklyn. Now, I also have to cover this because I just want you to know that it's not unique to New York. Now I'm going to show you Eric Garcetti's Los Angeles, George Gascon's, who's the bought and paid for district attorney of Soros, bought and paid for district attorney for Los, An for Los Angeles, Gavin Newsom. So we got Democratic Party Governor Gavin Newsom, Democratic Party Mayor Eric Garcetti, Soros bought and paid for Democratic Party DA George Gascon, and this is what you end up with. Play it for me. You want to have a fight? In Sherman Oaks, California. You think I'll play when I say you gotta die? You really gotta die. You gotta die. The homelessness crisis. You gotta get your half-naked ass out of my restaurant right now. As business owners closing up shops and employees fearing for their safety. They come in, you know, tweaking out and things of that nature. So, you know, you never know what you're gonna get here on patrol. They've dealt with fires caused by the unhoused. Aggression on a daily basis. Fear for my staff. I fear for my guests. I don't know from one way, one day to another what's going to happen. Like this man who openly defecates on Ventura Boulevard, and on this day tosses a bag of his bodily waste onto business owner Paul Scrivano's SUV. Every single day, every single morning, I'm wiping that off my property before I have to do business. Sir, why are you throwing feces at people? Who? 
You threw feces at this gentleman. This guy has to understand. I'm half paralyzed. I'm blind. I have no card for nine years. We offer to help the man with services for the homeless, but... Sir, do you need help? The city is offering help. Every day is like another adventure of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It is like a psych, literally a psych ward. Scrivano, owner of Blue Dog Beer Tavern, has had about all he can take. That's okay. Pooping on the street, peeing on the street, having sex on the street, making threats without a weapon is okay now. Now let's go over both sides of this. First of all, I feel for... The home for the business owners, if they didn't vote for Eric Garcetti. But the problem is, is that the very people that speak on these news programs that are actually interviewed by reporters vote for the people that they have. Just play that. Play it again. Just play it silently. Go ahead with the guy throwing the poop. There he, I mean, right there. There you go. Just play it. So, the, are you voting for this? That's the question. Now, Paul, right there, Scrivano, he may not, but you got to go way earlier if you want to actually get it to where he's approaching the vehicle. you got to go way back earlier in the video. But are you actually voting for these things? Because if you are, I have absolutely no sympathy for it. As far as I'm concerned, I think that going back to escape, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Are you voting for that? Is, is that what you're voting? If you're voting for this right here, good. The guy poops in a bag. Comes up. Now, he's fully dangling right now. That's why you got the blur. He's got the dangles. He probably identifies as a female. While he walks down the road, naked from the waist down, probably identifies as a female with the dangles. If you vote for this, that this is George Gascon that allows this to happen, Soros bought and paid for district attorney for the city of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, mayor of Los Angeles, Democratic Party operative, and of course, Gavin Newsom. This is Los Angeles, the fourth largest city in America, right here, that Gavin Newsom has allowed to disintegrate into poop, feces, throwing mayhem. That, that's, that's the Democratic Party. And again, you know, I, I don't want to just sit here. You can bring it back to me. I don't want to just sit here and rail against the Democratic Party. We all know they're bad. And that's not, that's not the point. The point is, don't cooperate with the Democratic Party because they're coming for you. We want you all to have electric cars so that the only thing about it right now, what would we all be doing here in North? There is no power. What would we all be doing for the last six days? Sitting at home, playing fiddlesticks with our butt cheeks? There's nothing to do. What would we do? They all want you to be, they all want you to have electric cars. And if you don't do it, they're going to call you names. So take the names and call them names back. They're going to call you grandma killer. If you don't strap on a mask that does absolutely nothing to save grandma or you. And see how it all, it's just all the same. When COVID doesn't work, they'll go to climate. Climate doesn't work, they'll go to COVID. They'll keep moving the line, move the line. They'll take away your freedom. Say right now they've taken, let's just say they've taken away 40% of our freedoms. And I know that if some of you have watched this podcast before, you know what I'm about to say. But just say right now we've lost 40% of our rights. Right now. And then Republicans come back, come into power, and then they get us 7% back. So now we're at 33%. And Democrats come in, they take another 10%. So now 43% of our rights. Republicans come in, 
get 5% back. Now we still lost 38% of our rights. That's what's happened over the years. That's what keeps happening. And they do it through psychological manipulation. Climate's going to kill everybody. So we have to regulate you. They let crime go through the roof so that they have license to come and get your guns. It's all on purpose. When the guns are gone, you have no way to resist an overly powered federal government, which was the purpose of the Second Second Amendment. That's what this is all about. I'm showing you the absurdity of the Democratic Party in Los Angeles, in New York. I can show you one out of Philadelphia. Absolutely insane. That's how they want you to live. And when you strap masks on, and you know what? I'm going to go buy a Prius. I'm going to go buy a Tesla because you know what? Everybody's saying we need to be friendly. We need to be environmentally friendly. You know, I want to do my part. You know, to in, in this together, together alone, all the COVID, the new normal. Understand that you are signing away your freedoms. As Rodney Howard Brown says, the freedoms that you give up now, the chances of you getting them back are basically null and void. Don't ever give them up. Now, let's, should, let's switch topics here. Christopher Rufo tweet, breaking the American Medical Association. The AMA is a Democratic Party institution. Understand that. AMA. NIH, NEA, National Education Association, largest teachers union in America, Democratic Party institutions. Why would you send your kid to a school that's run by the Democratic Party if you're a conservative or a Christian? Why? Well, we can't afford to homeschool, but you're going to gain the whole world and lose your own soul, lose your kid's soul. Better off shrinking your economic needs to save your kid. And by the way, if you just go into God's economy, you'll prosper anyway. You'll get more from one job than you get out of two. Watch. See what God will do. Try try tithing. You'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, nor shall the vine fail to produce fruit for you in the field. He'll open up the windows of heaven for you to pour out such a blessing upon you that there's not room enough to receive it. Malachi 3, 8 through 11. But here we go. Breaking the American Medical Association is asking big tech, the Democratic Party doing it again. And Joe Biden just got caught giving $12 million to the Department of Homeland Security. Is that the right? DHS. Yeah, DHS. He gave DHS $12 million that they funneled through NGOs, non-governmental organizations, to do the exact same thing when it came to anti-Biden messaging. That's why you see me taking down the last podcast I did. There's about 475 people watching right now. 470 to 500 watching right now on all our different platforms. We're on Rumble. Make sure you have a Rumble account. We're on two Facebooks. We're on Black Robe TV. We're on YouTube. What am I missing? I don't know. That's it. Oh, we got, oh yeah, we got banned from YouTube again. So we're not on YouTube right now. I'm always banned from YouTube. My church is banned for life off YouTube. Everything that now has come true about the vaccines that Anthony Fauci has had to admit that they don't stop transmission or infection. Remember all that? That's what got me banned off of YouTube for life from the church. The Foundation Church page is banned off of YouTube for life because of everything that I said that was true. And yet, now that it's been proven to be true, it'd be in my account back? Absolutely not, because they're demonic. But you don't follow these people. The American Medical Association is asking Big Tech and the Department of Justice to censor, deplatform, investigate, and prosecute journalists who question the orthodoxy of radical gender surgeries. 
for minors, arguing the public criticism is different disinformation. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. I don't know if I'll be able to see it. I just threw it on at the last minute here. Yeah, I won't be able to see that unless Eric can somehow make it bigger. He might be able to. I don't know. We'll see if he can pull his magic off. But they're basically putting out, you know, the American metal. Oh, you are the best. Yeah, right there. Um, just give me the red area. Scoot it up and give me the red. There you go. Right there. Perfect. Right there. These coordinate the, the uh, rectangle, the red rectangle. These coordinated attacks. This was written by the American Medical Association, who everybody thinks are innocent. No, they're Democratic Party operatives. You want real physicians? American frontline doctors. The Peter McAuliffe's of the world. The Ryan Coles of the world. The Simone Gold's of the world. Yeah, well, Simone Gold went to federal prison. She shouldn't have. These coordinated attacks threaten federally protected rights to health care for patients and their famous health care. Really? Remember that. I'm going to show you a pic in a minute. The attacks are rooted in, in an intentional campaign of disinformation. What disinformation? Leave this up. Now, they say that we're putting out disinformation, whether it's, you know, different, you know, different people on you know, social media platforms. There's so many that speak out against us now. Not, not that many, but enough. They're saying that people like me who put out information about this are putting out disinformation. What did I put out? Now you had like, let's take, take Boston Children's Family, Boston Children's, Boston Children's Hospital. They were confronted and asked, do you perform gender altering surgeries? Are you lopping off the penises? I'll just make this, this what it is. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. John 8, 32. Do you lop the penises and testicles off of boys that are under the age of 18, i.e. juvenile? Do you lop the breasts off of young girls under the age of 18? They categorically came out and said, absolutely not until they were audited. And then they came out that they were lopping off the penises and testicles and breasts of teenage patients. And so then they came out and said, we're receiving bomb threats. And then no reporter looked into it again. That, that's the truth. That's exactly what happened at Boston's Boston Children's Hospital. That's what happened. So they say it's disinformation until it gets proven that it's actually information. And then they get, then they receiving death threats. That's what the FBI does too. Turns out, you know, of course the FBI is, into, I mean, we all know whether it's Mar-a-Lago collusion hoax, whatever that they are intertwined with the Democratic Party. Really, you can't differentiate between the two. And then once that comes out, then they're receiving threats and they put a fence around the FBI. And then they never verify any threats, never verify them at all, never show an email, nothing. Campaign of disinformation, that's a lie, where a few high-profile users on social media share false and misleading information targeting individual physicians and hospitals resulting in a rapid escalation of threats. Where? Document, please show me document the threats they don't have any documentation harassment same the the fbi said remember there was a vast uh escalation of threats at from that were a result of parents speaking out of school board meetings remember the whole you had the biden administration contact the national school board association please write a letter to our attorney general merrick garland saying that there's threats and then the school board, national school, it's the NSA, but I don't like to use their acronym because it gets, uh, you know, mistaken for the National Security Administration. But then the NSA says the National School Board Association ended up retracting their letter. But yet that letter initiated a task force and a hotline and a list of parents who are now 
considered to be domestic terrorist suspects, even though the National School Board Association said, you know what, we didn't mean what we said in the letter. But yet, lo and behold, just like COVID, after it's been proven to be a 99.9% survival virus, and after the vaccine has proven not to stop transmission and infection, the vaccine mandates are still in place. Strange, isn't it, how that works? The same thing here. They say there's an escalation so that now, because there's just like they allow rampant crime, so that they can escalate police efforts at confiscating legal gun owners' guns. This is the same game every time because demons are demons. They don't ever change. Information targeting individual physicians, hospitals resulting in rapid escalation of threats that they can't prove, harassment, which they can't prove. They have no documentation, no proof. And disruption of care. What, what disruption of care? Has somebody stopped a child from coming in to get their penis lopped off? I, I haven't seen one. I haven't seen anybody complain on TikTok. You know what? I wanted to go in and get my testicles lopped off. And that daggum pot TLP podcast talked me out of it. And now I still got a penis. I'm so mad that I still have a penis. So there you go. Switch to the next one for me. Now they say these are basically harmless things. Now here's how they create a penis. Just so you know. Now notice where this is from. This is from Oklahoma's Children's Hospital. And I, I put out this graphic a couple weeks ago. Of We used to have, leave this up for me. We used to have about, what was there? I can't remember. In 2002, like two gender gender clinics in America. And now there's roughly 150. That's 125 to 150. That I'll do this. Now, this is how they create a penis. They, they take this skin right here. Let me see if I can get on camera. They take this skin right here off of a female arm to create their new penis, which never will operate as a penis. They, get, they actually comes on. It's like a dummy penis that's attached to you. Can't ever function like a penis, just like them when they when they invert a man's, they lop off the, the man or boy's penis, invert it, create a vagina out of it. It's never going to look like a vagina. It's never going to function like a vagina. If you're having sex with that vagina, you're not having sex with ovaries and uteruses and female parts. You're having sex with male parts. That's the truth. That's the truth. This is all Mengele Nazi-style experimentation on human beings. That's what this is. And how different are we now? And I say we, I know that those of you that are watching this podcast, we don't agree with this stuff, but this is in Oklahoma. I mean, Trump probably won that state by 20 points. If it's in Oklahoma, they're lopping off penises. And these poor girls right here who've had their, their chest, they call it top surgery. They have had their breasts removed for life. Hysterectomies will never have a child and get a false penis made out. Look at their poor arms on these girls. And this does not always heal, by the way. Let's go to the next one. I just wanted to show you this. This is in the pervert section of the show. In the new animated movie, Trick or Treat, Scooby-Doo, just wanted you to know that Velma is now a lesbian. Just throwing that out there for you. That's where, that's where we are right now. Now, I didn't do a whole lot of COVID on this show, but sometimes you just got to go off. There's not too much to talk about on the COVID front. Be praying for Northport, Florida. Be praying for Inglewood. Be praying for Venice. Support us if you are able. Most importantly, support us with your viewership. Support us with your prayers. 
Do support us with your money if you can. Rebuild the church. Outpost of Freedom right here in Northport, Florida. Be praying for Fort Myers, Punta Gorda, Cape Coral, Naples. A lot of places are underwater. People are never going to get their homes back. It's a sad sad time here. But just so you know, up from the ashes, we will come. We will come. And we will be bigger and better than we ever were before. Love you all. Thank you for the 475 people that are on right now. I really appreciate all of you. Sorry you didn't get notifications. The reason why you couldn't get notifications about the shows coming back on tonight is because we can't send them from anywhere. We will have them out. We'll be back Thursday at 8.30. I'll be caught up on things. I'll be a little sharper than I was tonight. Wasn't super sharp tonight. Wasn't in my A game because I've been off the, I've been, I've been literally off the grid for six days. Off the grid, nothing for six days. Kind of like the two. It was nice and quiet. But I love you all. I missed you all. We're not going to miss again. And we'll be back 8.30, 90 Minutes of Fury, Thursday night. God bless you. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible. 